Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We have a six-phase plan to reopen the state. The plan will be a phased plan that we will plan to utilize in phases. The phases will be planned, and the planning will be phased. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Week Going into week five of quarantine, episode number 50. Producer Dan, how are you, my friend? I'm good. 50? Yeah, does that wow. feel kind of good? Is that the silver anniversary? What is what is that? I have no yeah, idea. Bicentennial, maybe? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by, yes, that's it. Bicentennial. So, pretty fired up about episode 50. Yeah. Got a great good, interview. It's a good one, right? It had a great, did a great interview, which uh, I yeah. think we're going to love. Yeah. All right. And, um, you know, a little co-host action. Yeah. And uh, so with that, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get on with it. Give me that, you know, that uh, perfect that yep so first sponsor don't worry we only got uh, three today if you're struggling with unsecured death we have death <laughs> if you're struggling with unsecured debt we have a solution simple path financials funded over two billion dollars to date and over a hundred and ten thousand customers i've been in debt and i've been out of debt i can tell you it's a lot better being out of debt check them out at simplepathfinancial.com or call them at 888-5-SIMPLE and tell them that what's brewing is your debt and you want to get out of it Get on the right path by taking the simple path. Check us out at somethingsbrewing.com. Got a bunch of great stuff coming up after this episode uh, going on to the website, so you definitely want to check that out. Follow us on Instagram at somethingsbrewing. Definitely getting a little more active on social media, which we talk about later, which we'll talk about later. And then uh, shoot us an email, Corey, at somethingsbrewing, or follow me on Twitter. At Corey Paws. That's the Whoa. first time I've said that, uh, which has uh, been interesting, still a little awkward. But um, okay, so we got a favorite number 50. We the do. Sh- the Chicago Bears fans out there should know who it is. It's the one and only Mike Singletary, one of the greatest inside linebackers of all time, one of the smartest footballs of all football players of all time. Um, grew up in born in houston texas i was gonna say i thought it was texas born in houston texas played high school in houston went to baylor drafted in 1981 with pick number 38 in round two uh played for the chicago bears from 81 to 92 coached for the baltimore ravens 40 49ers vikings rams and then the memphis express uh super bowl champion and super bowl 20 10 time pro bowler eight time first team all pro uh, second team all pro NFL man of the year, two time defensive player of the year, all decades team, Davey O'Brien trophy award winner twice, which are those of you that might be thinking, isn't that their award for quarterbacks? But in 1970 and 1980, Dan, the Davey O'Brien award was given to the best player in that conference okay so uh, that was interesting i read that i thought that was a misprint member of the (laughs) pro football hall of fame college football hall of fame and then i want to give you one of his fantastic quotes 
Do you know what my favorite part of the game is? That is football. The opportunity to play. Because too many times in life, there's just one person that I met, just one thing that I heard, one movie that I saw, one song that was sung that changed my life. Whoa. And if you love my foreshadowing of the end of the show, potentially, Dan. <laughs> oh, really? You follow me on really? that? Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's move the chains to the UCLA updates. All right, so not a lot to talk about on the UCLA update. There's only 255, though, collegiate players that get drafted in the NFL draft. I want to give a big shout-out to our UCLA brethren that were drafted, Devin Asiasi, going to the Patriots with the number 91 pick. Loved him, and I loved the Patriots. Cornerback Darnay Holmes to the Giants with the number 110 pick. I thought he had a tough season, hence why he went down to the number 110 pick, but still a Bruin. I wish him the best of luck. And then Joshua Kelly by the Chargers in the 112th pick. Love Joshua Kelly. Great career. And looking forward to watching him as we are committed to the Chargers. Uh, Chris, Bar- uh, Chris Barnes did to sign a free agent deal with the Green Bay Packers. And then J.J. Molson, the kicker, is going up north to the Canadian Football there League with go, the Hamilton baby. Tiger Cats. Stan, I'm sure you and I are excited to book a flight to watch his first game. Um, so, you know, when you think you put that in perspective, we had three guys drafted. LSU, the national champion, had mm-hmm. 14. Michigan, Ohio State, 10, Alabama, 9, Clemson, 7, Utah, who won, who was one of the best teams in the Pac-12, 7. All right? All right. Do you see the correlation, Producer Dan? I think so. All right. Uh, so, but again, huge shout out to those guys. Congratulations. Uh, it's got to be exciting to have your life's... Uh, uh, have your lives changed and then you remember our interview yeah the other day yes. jacob eason drafted yes. in the third round yeah big shout out to him congratulations his life's officially changed went to the colts uh you know we talked about in that interview uh going to a place where he would have a, had a, have a chance to go to a better team mm-hmm. learn under a veteran mm-hmm. and get a chance to play potentially early well philip rivers though i don't love his playing style he's he, he's played great Yep. potential future Hall of Famer, get a chance to learn under him for, for a few years and maybe get to get to start. Uh, across town at the USC, you saw JT Tran- uh, Daniels is in the transfer portal. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. I was a big fan. I was a fan of his. Not a big fan. A fan of his. I think he'll be all right. Uh, but um, a couple other things happening uh, across town. But with that, I want to move over to the to the rest of the sports update. All right. So first and foremost, Rob Gronkowski, one of my favorite football players of all time, coming back to the NFL to join Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whoa. Oh, another great news to share. One of our longtime listeners has a relationship with the Buccaneers. He's got season tickets to Tampa Bay. Uh-oh. Already booking multiple trips back there <laughs> don't have to overpay for tickets can't nice. wait to join nice. join my man uh on a couple trips back there 
Um, that they did the draft online, and I can't imagine did you saw. So, did you see not any a, of that? Not a moment. Not a moment. Well, it was definitely weird, right? I bet. To have the Zoom of all the people. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I thought they did a, a great job. All things considered, right? Um, they, you know, the show had to go on to a certain extent. Exactly right. Uh, congratulations to the NFL for doing as good a job as I can't only imagine. I can't imagine it could have been done any better. Um, I actually watched plenty of it. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow. I thought it was going to be cool to see his, you know, hometown. You know, going to the hometown team and seeing if he can change. You know the the shape of a uh, of a franchise. Um, he was on TV with you know the shout out to, with his uh, area code. You know he's already <laughs> embracing yeah you know the hometown sure. area code. Uh, uh, Tua going to Miami. He looks good in a Miami Dolphins uh, jersey. And Justin Herbert to the Chargers. You know this is the guy we talked about the Oregon quarterback Dan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was hoping that he was going to get drafted by the Chargers. Had a little bit of inside scoop there. Not that it's crazy, but he did go there. So super stoked to see him and what he can do uh, for the Chargers. Another point that I wanted to make, you know, we give Cliff Kingsbury a hard time all the time, a hard time all the time, but he, like all these coaches had the shots of them at their homes, right? Sure. Making decisions, blah, blah, blah. Most of them were, you know, just sort of shot up on their, you know, stand or like up on a bookshelf showing them in their office. Right, and then you got Cliff Kingsbury sitting in this giant plush luxury home, white everything, <laughs> really, like he's in the cover of a GQ magazine right. with his legs up, checking his phone, oh. the, and outside the giant doors, and he lives in Arizona. And you're like, it looks like it, the house would be worth thirty million dollars in Malibu, right? Yeah, but it's probably worth one and a half yeah, in Phoenix, in, right? right. But so, but it just the the way it looks is like, you know what, dude? Yeah, you, know, you just uh. talk about. Just making everybody, <laughs> you're, you're, the cliche is so accurate right. with you. But, um, but so that was one thing I did want to throw out there. Uh, you know, everyone saw Bill Belichick with you know letting his dog be on t- camera. Then the 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 memes blew up the internet <laughs> oh, yeah? about oh look who's been really making the decisions this whole time. <laughs> Belichick's dog. dog, yeah. Uh, but so again, thought it was cool. It was entertaining. NFL did a good job of giving back. But I also thought Roger Goodell. He he's like by now, you would think he would be a little less stiff, right? Yeah. How and long he, has it been? It's long enough, right? Like, <laughs> right. come on, like show a little, give me a little bit more unforced personality, right? Right? Does come on? It's got to be there. I am in a very good mood. <sighs> yeah. So, all right. Anyway, before we get over the to the travel section, I want to talk about bet online. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a little bit more online poker, which is. Uh, definitely not good. But while we're waiting this out at home, you can still have fun betting at betonline.ag. No NBA, which is getting closer to coming back. NHL, MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. Uh, sports aren't totally done. There's also still eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, the elections, and then their big-time $750,000 poker series. So go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, promo code MYPOD100. All right, so let's pack our dra- bags over to the travel section. All right, so, you know, it's not illegal so to do VRBO. So I did a VRBO with the family out in wine country. Wait, what's VRBO? VRBO, you know, vacation rentals by owner. 
Oh, okay. So did a VRBO <laughs> to get out of the house again, right. you know, did all the precautions, didn't see anybody there, you know, certainly didn't have communication or interaction with anyone. Had a beautiful oper- uh, few days out in wine country. Kids had a great time. Um, did you know Earth Day happened? Oh, Did you hear about Earth Day? I forgot about Earth Day. So the reason I'm putting this in the travel section is we were just traveling back, got home, you know, sort of getting everything back, you know, unpacked mm-hmm. and whatnot. You saw that there was a giant earthquake the other day. Yeah, on, I didn't feel on it, Earth but Day. yeah. Oh, yeah. Earthquake on Earth Day. Yeah, hello. Warning. So we had gotten back from the VRBO that night. That was a big shaker, too. It was a quick shaker. But do you, do you remember feeling that? No, you? I didn't feel that one. You I slept felt the one before, it. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the epicenter was not that far away from the studio. Great. Um, so, and then with restrictions re- relaxing somewhat, I've already booked the following. We've got a week RV trip to Seattle and f- fired up about taking the whole family to San Diego for Memorial Day and the 4th. Cape Cod with my wife's family in mid-July. Michigan trip with the whole family end Holy of July. Cow. And the NFL schedule came out, Dan. This was big news <laughs> because we're not, you know, not right. sure if it was going to happen. I, if my marriage can handle it, I might not miss a live NFL game any week. And there's multiple weeks where I might see two live. Oh. Yeah. I know that is aggressive. Uh, yeah. Right? But but, uh, but I think it might happen. Is there a prize if you if you go to one every week? It's sort of like you know, it's humble bragging. Right? Right. It's a little bit of humble brag. All right. So with all that travel, I want to talk about our last uh sponsor for the show mm. today. Uh so as you're traveling, you know, you you pick up pathogens that you might bring back into your house, right? Yeah, I've heard that. All right, so I want to talk about our newest sponsor, Healthy Soul Home. Ultraviolet light is well-known and proven disinfectant. Healthy Soul Home is u- Plus is used in hospitals to sanitize the soles of healthcare providers' footwear to reduce the movement of pathogens from room to room, helping to minimize hospital-acquired infections. Hospitals use ultraviolet light to disinfect rooms where infectious patients have been treated. Healthy Soul Home uses the C-wavelength UVC to kill up to 99% of all pathogens on your shoes. Go to Healthy Soul, S-O-E, Home.com and type in code CPAUSE20 for 10% off and free shipping. And for everyone, every unit that's bought, send us an email with your receipt to CoreyPause at somethingsbrewing.com and I will donate $100 to the charity of your choice. Nice. So throw it in the email, prove to us that you bought it. And I'll make a donation nice. to the charity of your choice. So excited to have the Healthy Soul team on as a new sponsor. We'll show be, well, we may bring them on the show, talk about so, how life has changed for them over the COVID-19. Absolutely. So they have ultraviolet light? What kind of light is that? UVC. UVC. Can you get that in the body? Is there a way to get that in the body? Yeah, in the maybe body. Maybe we should have some doctors look yeah, into that. Can some, we get that in? Yeah, maybe some disinfectant. Disinfectant in the body? Into the body. Maybe now, an Dan, injection. Now, Dan, I appreciate that, and we're going to talk far more about politics in the political section. But technically, the phrase disinfectant, mm-hmm. you want to disinfect your body. Not as opposed to right as opposed to inject right 409 cleaner. (laughs) All right. Right. But I I, appreciate you and the rest of the crazy left wing media. Oh, do you? Oh, so is that what he was saying? Exactly. When he was being sarcastic. Right. So you got to admit, but that's what I'm saying. Like the phrase disinfectant, like you, you do want to disinfect your body. Yes, but not with 
what is commonly yes yes <laughs> anyway yes. love you to death we can't right. wait to talk more politics later let's. all right let's shake it over to pop culture and politics People can see your dance moves. Ah. <laughs> All right, Dan. So, like we said in, in episodes past, we are not stopping stopping using that song until it is officially at least somewhere near over. Right. Because we're still nowhere near over. Or we're sued. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. But I did up my umbrella policy and an E&O policy for the show. Just oh, that's out. great! Yeah, so pretty excited about so that. So we're so we're fine. Probably should have done it years ago, but yeah, yeah. you know. All yeah. right, so first topic that we we want to hit on pop culture. Remember, you know, previous episode we talked about the Trolls a World Tour streaming uh, the movie, the, the Trolls, Trolls Two movie. Oh, the Trolls! Yes, right? yes. And I said that it, you know, not just me, but multiple people said that it could potentially change the face of of movie distribution. Yes. Okay, so some of the numbers are in. So they ended up making more money in three weeks. Than the original Trolls did in five months in the movie. Theater. Are you serious? Yes. So this is what on Amazon rentals yes, and correct. purchases. Nineteen ninety nine for forty eight uh, hours of rental. That's amazing. They made a hundred million dollars in three weeks. See, the good thing about kids' movies, though, man, is they're worth buying yeah. because your kids are going to watch them all a day. I've already spent eighty dollars for <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Easily. Four 48-hour sessions, I would have easily spent $100 to own it. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was any, something I want to talk good? about. Have you seen it? It's fantastic. Is it really? Yeah. Justin Timberlake is the executive music producer on it. Obviously, oh, also well, an actor nice. in it. But he, they do a great job. They've rewritten some of the songs. You know I'm a, I'm a sucker for parodies. Well, yeah. Um, so they did a great sho- job on rewriting some of the songs using some originals, which I'm sure they were allowed to do, unlike sure, us yeah. sometimes. Um, but very good. I highly recommend it. All so right. next topic. Do you remember when you were a kid, Dan? No. And you had those little slot car racing yes with an electric yes Yes. okay so dude i love those 25 30 years later you know present day today okay so a friend of mine from uh pennsylvania got me hooked or got me committed to buying the starter kit which is no cheap thrill they're like 400 bucks for like the starter kit carrera 132 slot cars and i felt like that was a a, somewhat of a popular culture thing back in the day yeah you can confirm that absolutely so you know we as we know we got i got three daughters we have three daughters i was like i'll try and bring in something you know you know, like car racing. Sure. So I got her a, um, it was Brooklyn's birthday uh, last weekend. Uh, we did the car things in the front lawn, you know, honk if you, you know, <laughs> honk for oh, the yeah, birthday. Yeah. I'm sure our neighbors loved it. <laughs> um, but so I got her the, the this set, which is cool from an engineering standpoint. You get to build it. And then I got her a, a pink Mercedes race car. Nice. So that's cool. Nice. But here's the, here's the part I want to give myself a hard time on. Try to do it at like you know ten o'clock at night. Watched all these YouTube videos. So because it's German engineering, you know, uh, German brand, mm-hmm. all these great YouTube videos about how to put this freaking track together. Except they're all in German. <laughs> oh, no. So I give up. 
Right. Start fresh the following day. Right. Do not put it together the way it's supposed to get to put together with like up and down second levels. I just do like a giant loop, <laughs> but I do get it operational. Nice. And next thing you know, you know you've watched so many YouTube videos. So now when I watch YouTube, always the next YouTube video that's recommended for me is a German video about how to build a track. <laughs> but there is some elaborate uh, a track build that, right? that yeah. these guys have most of them look like they're single middle-aged gentlemen sure yes <laughs> but yes. i'm going to try and take it to the next level so Plenty i'm excited about that energy mm-hmm. another thing that i want to talk about that we've been doing a lot of lately uh we have a friend in chicago who's been running a, a poker two game for 52 nights straight okay so something oh you my know, god ev- it's that's not a new thing. Playing poker with your friends is not new, but the increase in poker playing through <laughs> quarantine yeah, is drastic. I bet. And he's he's not taking any rake because that would be highly illegal. But he does ha- has had over two hundred fifty thousand dollars run in and out of his Venmo account. <laughs> Holy <laughs> macaroni! So I mean, it's like, come on. Uh, so oh, I geez. I've won once. But I've also spent three hundred dollars per evening multiple times and hasn't won. Yeah, nice. um, so th- I, I wanted to throw that out there because I think it's a, it's important from pop culture. Another another story. You, they came out with another report on the UFOs. You saw that. Yes. Again, if it wasn't such a politically t- crazy time and if uh, COVID-19 wasn't hitting us, you would hope that there would be a little bit more attention on another UFO. Yeah, I think board. we'd be going crazy. Right. Come on. And why aren't we? God damn it. Um, what Another thing I wanted to talk about. Have you noticed there's an uptick in the sign language person at news conferences? What do you mean by They uptick? now are getting their own you know, split screen oh, yes. where they're doing yes. the sign language. Yeah. But isn't that what closed captioning is for? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Right? So we, <laughs> why, do we just eliminate the... the concept of Maybe subtitles? Maybe it's too hard to type them up that fast. But I've noticed they, the the sign language people really have to emote. Oh, they you sure You ever do. notice they're like... They are dramatic. Big, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm starting to learn some of it, I think. So I, or at least you get the feeling like, were they supposed to make that skeptical a face just but, then? Yeah, and you did you see what I mean? like, uh, a while ago where the one guy, the sign language guy, was doing complete something completely different? Oh no! Like, yeah, I forget what that was, but where the guy was actually talking and giving a political speech, but the sign language guy was basically throwing in a bunch of like, you know, commentary. Uh, X commentary. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we should try and find that. Last thing uh, on that, or, or one more point on that. So Lady Gaga was in the news. So you know, we've, we've talked plenty about China. We're going to talk more about it throughout the rest of the show. But so she, yeah, she, so she calls the head of the World Trade or World Health Organization a superstar the other day, just days after Trump announced that the U.S. would halt funding over the agency's handling of the coronavirus. <laughs> right. And she says to Dr. Tedros, you're truly a superstar, she says during the WHO's daily briefing while promoting the virtual benefit concert One World Together at Home. Thank you so much. To the media for telling the stories of all of these medical professionals and getting the word out about how under-resourced their systems are. So in case we were curious about, you know, the popular social media <laughs> uh, having a, being a little intertwined with the puppet masters of the universe, perfect example. Even Lady Gaga thinks that Dr. Tedros is a superstar, right. and I'm pretty sure she's even famous liberals 
can't argue what's been going right. on with World Health Organization. Uh, did you see? Did you see that report about the 105 year old uh, cancer survivor lady from New Jersey, yes. Marie Farisi? She has cancer, beats it. Right. Gets coronavirus, right. beats it. Right. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. You know, because she's definitely in that category of. Yeah, you, you think know, of uh, of a potential issue, right? Yeah. So you know, next, you know, as we sort of transition into the to the politics section, you know, everyone's talking about how to reopen, you know, the country, well, yeah. right? Right, yeah. Dan. I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, and so I before we move into the politics section and, and introduce our our guest for the show, uh, I got a fantastic meme about reopening, and I I'm going to try and get through this without laughing my <laughs> ass off. Okay. Okay. So. Countries tr- trying to figure out how to reopen. Right. Obviously, a very polarizing scenario. You know, if you want to reopen the country, you want people to die, and if you don't want to reopen the country, you hate Trump and you want our economy right. to burn. Yes. Okay. So, meanwhile, in California, this is their strategy. We have a six-phase plan to reopen the state. The plan will be a phased plan that we will plan to utilize in phases. The phases will be planned and the planning will be phased. We will move quickly and slowly to open but remain closed. I have created a staff of staffers who will plan the phase and planning while phasing the phases. And that is our reopening plan. I just thought that that is a perfect example of how much of a clusterfuck. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop the show for just a second. Did you write that? Or no. Someone said that? So this is a famous meme that's going oh, on. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, good. Phew. I was yeah. going to say, man, so, if somebody really said that, I got to go jump right? off a cliff. But isn't it sort of hits home, doesn't oh, it? Oh, sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. We got to put, we'll put that Dude, up. I've on the, seen on press the conferences where. Within five minutes, the same person will say, listen, cases are up and we can't reopen too quickly. And uh, by the way, on Sunday, Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, and Seal Beach will be open. (laughs) Right. Like, it's a constant cluster of whoever's loudest and richest kind of gets heard. And then it switches and you turn on those people and then you switch back. Uh, 100%. 100%. I can't keep track. The beach, I think, is open right now. I I, I believe so. I think, but you got to keep social distancing. And you have you have to wear a sunscreen face cover. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to look really weird with very some of us will like, look white better noses. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So with that, let's move it over to the politics section. Politics. Dan, give it to me. Hail to the. Okay, give it what? Fade me out, Dan. I'm not going to fade you out. All right, there it's so. All right, we've hinted many episodes ago about a political idea. Do you remember, Dan? No. Yeah, you do. That we thought could have. I thought could have some serious. Oh yes, that thing. Yes. Remember, I said, but I'm not ready to talk about about it. it. Yes. Uh, And hopefully, you know, our regular listeners remember. Okay. Well, I'm excited to say that we are ready to talk about it. And since we are, I thought it would be make a lot of sense to bring in the inspiration for this movement Mm -hmm. and you could get to know my friend and business partner robert cruz a little bit more so he's been listening to our pop culture segment robert cruz good morning how are you on this fine saturday morning amidst week four of quarantine good morning Corey. thanks for having me on the show 
I was listening, and I am one of the 100 million troll subscribers. I think I actually did it twice. <laughs> so, And it was a lot cheaper than going to the movies. So I think movie theaters might be in trouble. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure, right? And, and, and at least the ones that turned already were turning into uh, more of an experience where you could have dinner, right, maybe right. they stick around. But the average ones, uh-uh, Forget I'm watching it. it from my home. Forget it, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Robert, you know, you're, it's your daughter's birthday today, actually, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'd like to wish my daughter Lola Cruz a 10th birthday. Today's her birthday in quarantine. So we're trying to keep our social distancing guidelines intact, but you can't stop uh, a good party from happening. So let's hope we, <laughs> we don't violate the law. It, well, and more importantly, a uh, uh, big shout out. Thank you to your wife. You know, we'll, we'll hit yes. on Mother's Day later, but, you know, the, for her letting you do this before all, the birthday yeah. party starts because that's a freaking miracle in itself. Right. <laughs> um, but she's the real brains behind the operation, just like at my house. Um, yeah. So again, Robert, thank you for joining us. We're going to cover a whole bunch of, of topics with you this morning on what's going on in politics. But but before we do that, you know, for for our regular listeners, if you've remembered the past, this is this is Cruise for Congress that we've talked about before. Yeah. Okay. You know, Robert, uh, you're, we're going to get to know Robert a little bit more, and uh, I, I think you're, we think you're going to love the guy. So. Robert, you know, give us give our listeners a little bit of an insight as to who you are as a person. You know, we grew up together in the south suburbs of Chicago and, uh, you know, talked about where you came from and what you're all about. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> my parents originally are from the Pilsen neighborhood, which is in the south loop, just south of the south loop. Um, my dad was a troubled youth, so he ended up in the Marine Corps. When he came back, we moved out to the suburbs where I met you guys. And my dad and mom worked in factories. My mom worked in HR. My dad worked on the assembly line. I actually worked there during the college years. It was uh, really good money. Um, but we grew up on the east side of Joliet, a little rougher part of town. Um, don't let this cute comb over fool you. I uh, grew up in some <laughs> tough areas, but it was all about character building and then, you know, sports was kind of our um, our life a little bit. Played a lot of football, a lot of basketball, a lot of baseball. I met you out there on the football field. Yeah, I got to stop you there. Got to stop you there. So this is an important, critical point. So uh, football was our first connection between the two of us. Okay. And I have said publicly in very big uh, arenas that everything I learned – about being a good quarterback, mm -hmm. I learned started learning in fourth grade from Robert Cruz, the best Puerto Rican quarterback in the history <laughs> of the world, all right, who was a year older than me, and we had a fantastic Pop Warner program, and he was a year older than me, and he took me under his wing, and he taught me what it was like to be a leader at in fourth in freaking fourth grade. grade. How old are you in fourth grade? I Whatever. You know, three? No, uh, what, 10, 11? How, how old is Lola's? 10? No what idea. grade she in? She's Lola's 10. So if she's in fourth, she'll be in fifth grade. So 10 year old. So 10. Yeah. 10. All okay. Right. And so, and Robert, so you, we, we would, we would, <laughs> we would come together and congregate in the, in the Pop Warner football program. And how, how much, how amazing was our Pop Warner experience? Oh, uh, it was, it was top notch. I mean, we had great coaches. We had great guys on the team. Everyone kind of uh, felt more it was more important to win than it was to be the star. And that's how stars are born anyways. If you don't win, you can't be a star. 
So, and then we just had a lot of fun. If I remember correctly, the first rule of sports, according to Michael Jordan, is have fun. And we, we had did. a lot of fun. We did. So, so throughout time, so then you end up going to the private Catholic high school on the other side of the town I grew up in. I ended up going to the public high school. So you, so you go to a, a Catholic high school and talk a little bit about that and, and your experience there. You, I, I understand you had some success on the football field in high school as well. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we did. It wasn't just me. Um, I did go to the private school because a lot of the kids from our team were going there. Uh, recently, we just actually sold my mom's uh, our childhood home, and I found out she refinanced it five times so I could go to private school. Oh wow! Oof. So that no was uh, something. That was a great caveat learning as an adult. But but once we got to school, we did do very well. We um, we finished the top ten in the country both years that I started. And we had a very good team. We went on to a 50-game winning streak. It was uh, the bedrock of, of that school and its identity. And, and, and still today, people talk about it, and we're proud of it. But it wasn't done just me. We had lots of guys from that team that you're just referring to who all uh, helped as well. Without question. I, I mean, I literally – I've I had to make a decision if I was going to go to Providence or, or Lincoln Way. It was never really a decision because – if I went to Providence, I wouldn't have got a chance to to play quarterback. Except well, for can I say year. something really quick there? I was praying, Dan, that Corey didn't come to Providence because I had my transfer paperwork ready to go to the other private school. That had yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Well, but it worked out fantastic because it if did. It, you know in in a, in a consecutive year, um, you know Roberts team won a state championship that year we lost in the state championship the following year we won the state championship and, and you think about like there's a we pulled our, our area pulled from a, a about three or four major towns right mm, three okay. towns and the, to have that much success and really put the south suburbs providence put the south suburbs on the map uh officially and then i kicked it up you know, sixty-yard field goal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, okay, so moving moving on, Robert. You you go. You you have a chance to play college sports. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And um, you know, like many Puerto Ricans, you were a fabulous middle infielder. Am I right? Right. Yeah, I was. I I actually focused more on a, a football in college. I went to Millican University for a year. Then I transferred over to the University of Dubuque. And actually, ironically, the opposite happened. We couldn't win a game. So I have been on where you couldn't lose a game, and then I've been where you couldn't win a game. And both have taught lessons, right? Some lessons are different. But I enjoyed the experience because, to me, having to playing sports was just a vehicle to get to where I wanted to go next anyways because I was never going to be a four-year starter at UCLA anyways. <laughs> well, but what, do you think you were actually better at baseball? I do. I, I do think I could have played. I had an opportunity to play at Butler. I declined it. Uh, it was a, uh, a mistake. I probably could have played minor league baseball if I wanted to. I could run. I was stealing bases. I could, you know, I was a little like Javi Baez before Javi Baez was Javi Baez. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and you can't, you God's a fair man. You know, you can't tell <laughs> by the video, Dan, but Robert is not a vertically He's he's vertically challenged, mm. um, just like myself, actually. But uh, <laughs> but the, his ability to perform at that level at quarterback with with his size, um, I I believe also helped you 
it, it, far more in life. And to your point about taking what you learn in sports to be able to transfer it into success in the real world, uh, it, it, we're going to get to more on that in a few minutes. But before we do, talk a little bit about the experience that you had in finding out that you were diagnosed with cancer at, at you know at, at a young age, and how did you deal with that? And and talk us through about a little bit a bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I was 31 years old, I believe it was 2011. It was uh, June 14th at 10:34 p.m. I get dragged into the uh, emergency room to the back. You know, um, nobody wants to hear that you have cancer, right? Uh, my first instinct was fear, just like everyone else, because I am a human. Uh, my second instinct was a little anger, and that anger turned into focus because I thought that uh, I wasn't going to let I wasn't going to let this happen to me. You know, um, going through that experience and I, and I go back and look at the, all the sports experiences about uh, learning how to deal with adversity. Right. Um, understanding a game plan and executing it, you know, doing what the doctor tells you to do. Don't question. You never should question your priest or a doctor. All right. Always tell them the truth. <laughs> and um, and then uh, and then kind of just really focused on one day at a time, just like in sports. It's one play at a time. You can't score 40 points on one play. So, um, and then having all of my friends, of course, you came in and stayed with me for a little bit of time. You saw how it was. It, it, there yeah. were times where it looked like everything was going to be okay. And then there were times it looked like everything was not going to be okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, from my parents to my wife, to my in-laws, to my family, we've always had a pretty strong belief in our Catholic and Christian faith. So I just uh, I just put it in, in God's hands and he he has a mission and I'm just here to, to perform it. So you go through that. You survive leukemia. Right. Uh, yeah. And and, and you, you you start when when do you start thinking about politics? Uh, because, you know, I was there with you and I remember. Uh, you know, having those conversations, but, you know, I don't think I've ever actually heard this, you know, the, the, your actual answer to this too, because I remember talking about Robert, I think you would be great at politics and you obviously had also agreed, but we also talked about the fact that if you were going to do it, you have to go all in and be really committed to it. Um, so talk about that sort of decision that you made, uh, and how that process went, you know, with someone like your wife, understanding that, what it what it what it could potentially be like to officially immerse yourself into politics? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's kind of a three part. The first one was where the inspiration came from. So I'd always thought about it, but you know, it, 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 life comes at you, and you're figuring out you know how to get to the next day. So I was doing some non for profit work. I do. I go back and I talk to cancer patients who are in the same hospital that I came out of to remind them that. Um, that what is it? What is a what could be? How you can get over it, push through it. Look at a guy like me. I bring pictures of myself when I was there, and a woman told me that she had to sell her house and cash out her 401k just so she could pay for her treatment. And it bothered me for a week. And finally, talked to my mom and said, "Man, this is really bothering me." And my mom's a, a very smart lady too, and she just said, "You got the, the only one way to do it is you got to change the law. And there's only one way to change the law, is to propose a new one." So that was kind of the starting point. Two was at the Super Bowl with you. And uh, really, you know, when you're getting into politics, you got to have a lot of people to support you, just like a good team. If you got a bad offensive line, you're not going to have a good team. You got to have a good team everywhere. So 
hearing you guys talk about how uh, enthusiastic and exciting you guys were for me and the support gave me confidence to say, okay, I think this can work. And then the third one was uh, my 10 year anniversary was last September. And we drove down the, the coast from San Francisco down to San Diego. We spent some time with you guys. And me and my wife had, you know, eight, nine hours to kill. So we just kind of talked about all the scenarios of what could happen, how this could work out, what is the downside, what's the upside. And ultimately, it's about helping uh, focus the next generation's change in the political atmosphere. Because it's, you know, we're up to the plate now. Generation X, you're, you're on deck. And if we can't get people in there who agree with us, then we're going to have a lot of problems. That was freaking awesome, dude. Uh, so I want to I want to make a couple points speechless. on that too. So when I yeah, for once in my life, I'm practically speechless. So you know, I remember talking to you about it when it, right as you because you had that long drive from from Northern California and you got to our house. And I was like, how did how did it go? And and you're like, she's in. You know. Like, we're in because I personally have, I don't think I could ever convince my wife to let me go into politics. <laughs> so I've, I'm feeling like I am literally the support. Your, your comments about support are, are so right on and it's so true. And as we're getting more involved in this, I'm realizing just how much support it's going to take. Not, you know, not just your personal relationships, but you really got to have a lot of support to take it to the next level. So, and I'm, when I'm talking around, I'm like Robert, you realize that sent, you know, Barack Obama was a one-time you one-term U S Senator right. and next is straight to the white house. The, the, the following president, was is is Donald Trump who had zero political office. So right. to Robert's point about the our our generation, it's already sort of opening up and giving us the the ability to make some of these changes and to yeah. look at politics differently. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world are 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 going to be gone. Uh you know, they're the the career politicians is is that is going to change? And you know, I argue with my mom uh, about this all the time. She's like, she just hates Donald Trump because she hates Donald Trump. But I tell her all the time, you're like, but for the things that Robert is mentioning, and we're going to continue in a second here, for those things to be in position to happen, mm -hmm. there had to be a catalyst like Donald Trump, right? There had to be this, you know, and he he might not be the best communicator, but. He is the catalyst to, you know, not to use his phrase of draining the swamp, but, you know, our government does not operate extremely <laughs> efficiently. I think both sides of the aisle could agree on that. So as Robert and I were talking, I want to I want to share this story. So, Robert, you remember when we came up with what we're about to talk about? Yep, I do. So we're on the phone, and, uh -huh. and and we're like, I'm like, so how you doing, Robert? He's like telling me all about the stuff he's doing on a daily basis. I'm like, Jesus, it's like a full time job, and you're also making money and earning a living to be able to pay your bills. I and I'm you know super impressed with everything that he's been doing. And he's like, yeah, so I, I want to have a party in on Memorial Day, and uh, you know just like uh, bringing in all all sides, you know, the basically focusing on the center, and we want to have some great speakers. And, and realizing that the far left is polarizing and the far right is polarizing, but most of us are right in the middle and we lean a little bit to the right or we sway a little left, but our, our pendulum only goes back and forth just a little off center, right? And I really want to bring people together. I want to be like, feel like a, you know, a Boy Scout jamboree. 
And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm already looking at Southwest flights. A Boy Scout jamboree? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just jamboree. I'm not sure I want to know what that is. <laughs> so so Robert brings up, says the word jamboree. I'm looking at Southwest flights because I want to be right. at this event. And I, and I have this epiphany. I'm like, Robert, I'll call you right back. So I hang up with him. I call, I call up GoDaddy and I buy gopjamboree.com. Okay. And I call him back. It takes uh-huh. me a few minutes to get everything in order. Okay. And I call him back and I say, I just bought gopjamboree.com. What do you think of that name? Okay. And Robert, you take it from there. What, what happened from that point? <laughs> well, I, I stopped. I was driving and I was like, I just kept saying it in my head, GOP Jamboree. Man, that is just, that's it. That's the, that's, that's the name. So I got immediately excited. And, uh, you know, I, I contacted all the political guys that I'm working with now, started uh, getting that name out there. And what it really is, is it's a get out the vote campaign because registrations are so far down right now. It's at the 30% of the registered voters are actually participating. And Thomas Jefferson said it best. We are a majority of people who participate. And if you don't participate, you right. are not you are not really being involved. Right, so right. we want to get a the best way to get people out, right, is to have a good party. And 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 Corey and I know how to throw a good party. And uh, <laughs> and that's what that I'm excited about. It. And I was really once he told me that we started working on getting a website, getting our Facebook going, logos. So we're, we're, we feel like we're there. We, we we definitely are there from a uh, it's official right so yeah it's official we're gonna post it all uh, all over something's brewing uh, you know gopjamboree.com. dot uh, com but you know, I want to make sure that you know to to your points Robert like the first reaction you know Dan and I talk about this on the show all the time and that is I'm right of center Dan's left of center and together we're gonna blaze the trail down the middle is that that am I am I'm I'm not wrong in assuming and trying to believe that that is ultimately what our goal is by creating this movement of the GOP jamboree because the the first phrase GOP that and uh, that still has a polarizing f- uh, feeling to it to most of the United States. Would you agree? Yes, um, and I understand what, what what you mean by that. Is it's is it a is it a label? It's, it's a label, basically. And um, what of our what of our discussions and many discussions about coming into the middle really starts with let's talk about what we have in common instead of talking about what we don't have in common. Because last time I went on a date, I didn't ask my wife what is it that you don't like, because I usually ask her what is it that you like, because we start from there. And we use the word GOP because that's kind of where we are from a little leaning right perspective. If we had to make but, a decision today of one of the two, that's without question. Correct. And then, you know, and if you, if you could take if you look even further into GOP, it's a nickname given to the Republican Party in the uh, 18, I think it was 1858 uh, for Lincoln's announcing it to run for president. They call them the GOP. And it's just a nickname, technically. And but from a historical standpoint, you know, you people probably don't know, and they certainly you're not going to hear this on CNN. Like the 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 day that you get a history of the GOP on CNN <laughs> will be the day that I die. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. for example, you know, the, the they literally was started with 
the abolishment of slavery. Okay. The GOP put the first African American governor in place, the first woman in Congress. Uh, The GOP Congress passed the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote. Uh, The first Hispanic senator, the first woman to serve both in the House and the Senate. Uh, A GOP Supreme Justice struck down Brown versus education, ending segregation in schools. Geo President Eisenhower signed the Civil Rights Act. Uh, Civil Rights Act was passed against a Democratic filibuster. GOP first Asian first Asian senator, first female Supreme Court justice, and then you know the Ronald Reagans of the world, right? In in terms of breaking down the walls against the Soviet Union. So I mean, so when you think about that, that I GOP shouldn't be polarizing, right? But we're not. You're well, not going to hear that out from the left wing media. <laughs> well, no, and and I and I agree, and, and that I think it's uh it's on us to to make it known, right? To to spread that news as it is not something what you think it is. It's not your dad's GOP, right? That's what my my message is. Yeah, it, it's the it's the inclusive GOP. If you think that the GOP is not inclusive, and so Dan, as you, it, I remember when I told you the first. And I and I threw out the GOP jamboree to um to some some close relatives that are are way further to the left, mm. and they was like, well, they liked the sound of it first as well. I think yeah. you like the sound of it, and now it's I uh, well, I have mixed feelings about it let's, because let's because it, it because it feels like it requires a history lesson. Yeah, and I've had on Facebook the history lesson conversation with so many people, and it. Often doesn't go well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the grand old party or the Republican Party of Lincoln's time isn't the same one as today. Correct. So as a left-leaning guy, mm-hmm. when I hear GOP, I think Republican. When I think Republican, I think modern, you know, George Walker Bush. Right. Post-Reagan era Republican. Not 18 whatever. Right. Of course. You know what I mean? Um so my my fear is that the GOP doesn't communicate the centrist attitude that it maybe potentially could. Correct. So we've thought about that a lot too, and don't be in and let's not mistake this, Dan. We know that this is going to be a lot of work to do right. what we wanted to do. Right. But if you think of but- an idea think of an idea of a concept of the you said grand old party. Right. But what if what if Ten years from now, GOP stand for the Great One Party. Do you follow me? So rebrand, right? Rebrand. So, so, but but also, but but GOP doesn't necessarily mean Republican, right? It's just a term. It's like Robert said. It's a label, right? Correct. So yeah, you can you can rebrand it as a new kind of centrist attitude that that may include Republicans and Democrats. Absolutely. And and a reason why I'm still, you know, you, hey, you know that remember that song ain't nothing good ain't no one going to break in my stride, Dan? I do. Okay. I vaguely I, remember yeah, that song. Robert, we ain't letting him break our stride here. Okay? <laughs> so, and the reason why I know that is that I had a, you know, a, a conversation with a f- f- much further left person than myself. Mm. Um and we were, I was talking a little bit about the idea, and I said to him, don't you find it a little bit disappointing that you and I are, cannot stand on a political stage holding hands and putting our arms in the air 
because we stand for the same things. You would say, no, 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 I'm, I, I'm a Democrat. And I would say, no, 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 I'm a Republican. Right. But we agree far more than you agree with the far left and far more than I agree with the alt-right. Yes, and that's, absolutely. And, absolutely. And the fact that we right. can't be like it's not you know i hate the word safe place but the fact that that can't be a safe place because it is so polarizing right and i know that sounds like a big change the world idea because it fucking is right okay and but there's enough people out there to your comment about thomas jefferson that there is a majority i I believe the majority of people yes are are in line with this yeah you know, and we're not going to have success creating a third party, right? The Libertarian Party is a huge movement, but they haven't had a major candidate no. that's won any major seat. No. When you want to win a major seat, you got to go far left or far right, and you got to alienate yourself of from the center to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I I I love it. I think it's a great idea, and there's no turning back. Yeah. When's this jamboree then? Well. Robert, you can, can hit on yeah, that. Yeah, so, um, well, the, the, the concept, Dan, is that we would like it to travel, right? Come from place to place in Illinois, California. Um, obviously, we have uh, uh, quarantine rules, shutdown, shelter in place <laughs> rules in place right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, exactly. in Illinois, the governor has uh, exceeded his reach, according to the U- Illinois Constitution, sorry. So there are a lot of people who are uh, fighting back. So, Right now, it looks like it's going to be sometime August, between August and, and the general election. We'd like to have three or four. We've got some good keynote speakers who are interested to come on board. We don't want to give those names up yet because we haven't uh, you know, finalized our agreements, but you'll know who they are. Nice. And uh, and we just we, what we really want to do. Yeah, no, no. Not <laughs> what we really want to do is infuse culture into our GOP movement and infuse um, what I call the, the the fiesta, right? Everyone, you take clients out to places and you have drinks and have fun so that you can get to know each other so you can do business. Well, what's the difference between politics and a client? Those are our clients, the constituents. Wow, well said. D- does this guy have this guy's politics good. written all over him? Right? What, huh? We should get behind this guy. I, I, I have a <laughs> feeling we will. Um, so... All right, so moving on a little bit more, Robert. So, like, we don't want to. This is this is we're we're coming back to this. Uh, check out gopjamboree.com. You'll see some of us on the website. Be sure to check out the GOP Creed, uh, which is you know a lot of what we stand for. Um, I, we think you're going to love it. So, Robert, it, do you mind? Uh, we'd like you to join the rest of the show. Give us a little. You know, we'd like you to co-host the rest of the show. We're going to get in a little bit more politics and then uh, hit up Brooklyn's Bridge, and we'll let you get back to your party. Is that okay absolutely okay so first you sent me a picture the other day about the shot of the people at the beach yes do you also realize in california um that the homeless population not a big deal you could have spent time living at the beach have you seen pictures of venice beach in the homeless population no okay but prior to it reopening literally yesterday people were getting tax-paying non-homeless people we're not allowed to go to the beach, no, right? Right. But homeless people, 
no problem. Uh, so, and G- Gavin Newsom's done, a, I think, a decent job. He's mm-hmm. at least one of the governors that hasn't been afraid to give the Trump administration a little bit of credit, which I thought was shocking. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. You, we can admit that. Um, however, did you see that he also agreed for in the PPP? Uh, part of the stimulus package to grant over $125 million in stimulus money to illegal aliens in California, which I thought was a little bit of a polarizing thing. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily agree with that. Um, In general, he also made a workers' comp uh, play last week about making coronavirus effectively available to go for workers' comp claims. Can you imagine what that's going to do to to an organization, right, a a small business? Bring it down, baby. (laughs) Wow, which I so I thought that was um, that's a a little interesting, Um, Robert. So you you obviously saw Operation Gridlock in Michigan. Uh, Can you talk us talk to us a little bit about what sort of the overall underlying feelings are in Illinois? Because you talked about it earlier. You know, Illinois is a blue state, but Mm -hmm. a Chicago Democrat, quote unquote, we're talking about labels. A Chicago Democrat is nothing like a California liberal. Uh, so you, right. know, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I've talked about that in previous shows. But what's it like in Illinois? Um, you're not that far away from Michigan. Is there some some feelings of unrest? And, and what does that feel like out there? Well, start with Michigan. You know, you see it on the news. They have a lot of guys protesting, getting down on the city hall steps, uh, exercising their First Amendment rights. Because in theory, if you look this down and break it all the way down to its um, simplest form, it is a violation of your First Amendment right to assemble, your First Amendment right to freedom of speech and assemble. Um, so they're, they're, they're protesting for their rights. I agree with them to a certain degree because um, there are rules and processes in the government. For example, you've got to have your General Assembly or your Congress deliberate on how to act next. That has not happened in Illinois or Michigan. So there's only one perspective, apparently. And the last time I checked the history books, that's referred to as your honor or your kingness. Or your... <laughs> Get it. Your kingness. You know, and, and yeah. you, you brought up something there that I also want to make a comment on because it, you you didn't say the word freedom, but that that's obviously a, a word that is being used a lot through this, ex, this experience mm-hmm. because no one is forcing anyone that is older in age or has underlying uh, health issues mm-hmm. to get up out of their house and go to the beach. Right. All true. Right. So, so you, my, like we wake up every day pre coronavirus and get on the freeway and there's a chance that we will die. True. Right. So there's a level of you know, understanding the facts, understanding what could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. And will we all agree that, you know, yes, there is a chance that a, a perfectly healthy 25-year-old could get coronavirus and pass away, mm-hmm. but there's also a higher likelihood that a perfectly healthy 25-year-old is going to overdose from opioids. Yeah. Right? But we don't make them shelter in place. <laughs> you know? Does right. that, you know what I'm saying? I guess I do. I'm not yeah. trying to bang yeah. the freedom drum, but right, right, right. Like, go to the beach at your own risk. Right. Stay away from one another. <gasps> Don't give everybody a kiss. Right. Like, it's <laughs> exactly. like, is that, but if, if but, it, but if you make a f- comment like that, I want people to die. And I disagree with that. Interesting. You know, does that, uh, but uh, does, do, you, do you follow me on the freedom I think thing? I follow you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the Robert jump in on that really quick. Yeah, I do. And it's, uh, people feel like their freedoms are being taken away. And to a certain extent, they are based on the safety of everyone involved. However, everybody who's in sales or ever been in sales, you're a problem solver. 
That's how you earn their business. And we're not trying to solve the problem. I've been reading all kinds of things about antibody tests. One of, uh, you know, one of my good friends is a, is a primary care physician. He's been shut down for 60 days. My question, even to the Illinois Republicans through uh, one of the senators I have a relationship with, with is why aren't primary care physicians administering antibody tests? And if you come positive for an antibody test, you get a scan decal, just like if you're 21 and they scan your ID to go to a bar. We, we, we adhere to those limitations. Why don't we implement that into our already structure? So if you've got one of these scans, you can go to the beach. If you don't, well, you're taking a risk. Yep. Well, I think we, we just also described how hard it is to really be in politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, boy, when he listening to what he just said there, I almost got a headache. Right. But this may be our future that he's describing, right? 100%. Where- there's mm-hmm. some sort of way, God, I hate to even say this because it's going to start to sound really Orwellian, but yeah. like, yeah, you get tested and then you get some special card or QR code yeah. or whatever, yeah. special tattoo. Yeah, God, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's getting yeah, what worse. Phase, what, what phase level? Right. You know, what, what zone are you allowed to go in? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, I'm not a dystopian futuristic War is guy, peace. but, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we continue. So unrest going on, uh, you, you, before we move into a little bit more about China, I, I assume you saw that the Michael Flynn situation, uh, uh, Dan and Robert, did you see that a little bit? Because that was kind of big news. The Mueller investigation, I, Michael I Flynn, that whole China, thing, uh, Russian collusion. You no. didn't hear about Russian no. collusion? Okay. I don't pay attention to the right. Russians well, anymore. We're, we're going we're gonna to leave it there because over the la- next couple weeks, <laughs> some major shit's going to continue yeah. to come out. So another another topic that I, I wanted to make sure we hit on, You know, the obviously Joe Biden is is having a hard time, it seems like, connecting with this new sort of realm of technology. Oh, Let's just call it that. Um, and, you know, it looks like he's obviously not going to be able to skirt the whole hashtag Me Too hypocrisy. Did you know that CNN waited 24 days to cover the allegations? By contrast, they they published nearly 700 articles about the allegations against Brett Kavanaugh in 19 days. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, I, I'm you know when you say the things that Joe Biden has said about believing women no matter what and things of that <laughs> nature, it does it's impossible not it's, to be uh, hypocritical. Yeah. However, right. I will say this: they the the Trump campaign has to be careful with how much they hammer that because Trump does have plenty of women under yeah. NDAs. Yes, so, he does. Uh, but we'll see if there's an additional smoking gun. I thought that Larry King interview was kind of. You know, that came out of nowhere and how yeah. interesting it was that, that CNN had that footage, but never someone had to go in and basically okay. steal it. Go in the, yeah. Which I thought was sort of Dig sort it of out of the basement. Um, okay. So bef- now we're, I want to move into a little bit more on China uh, uh, for the rest of the part of the show. So and believing that you can use China as Brooklyn, Br- Brooklyn's Bridge, I'm going to attempt to do so. So with that, we're <laughs> going to cross over to Brooklyn's Bridge for the last part of the show. We hope you stick around because then you're going to know. All right. So do you remember episodes ago, producer Dan, when I told our listeners that I was going to rewriting the Taylor Swift song? Of course. Okay. Yes. So, uh, you know, one thing that's important to me is that I, a lot of times I say shit that <laughs> takes me a couple episodes to follow through on. Well, reality takes time. You takes know. time. Right. But I typically follow through. Absolutely. All right. So before we get to 
my Taylor Swift coronavirus parody video, I do have to tell a quick story. And because Robert was instrumental in this as well. But so Uh-oh. I literally I finished the, the video or finished this the song and I'm getting ready to, to shoot the video. Um, I make I literally I make multiple calls to all kinds of people because I thought it was gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I I call my mentor in business, I call mm-hmm. my lawyer <laughs> I call multiple Chinese Americans and two separate PR firms. All right. Just in case, right. Just to make sure that I'm all protected. And like I said, I also upped my insurance policies. So that was during the day I go to bed. Okay. That night, two 30 AM, literally a smoke alarm goes off false alarm. Okay. But wakes me up and I fly out of bed. Like it's like (laughs) two 30 in the morning. I so I can't go back to sleep. So I start searching copyright law. Oh gosh. For two and a half hours looking at parity protection, fair use laws, you know, blah, blah, blah. Finally wake you know, fall asleep for a little while, start wake up at twenty minutes, look at my my emails, and I get right at the same time, like at about three AM, I got an email from the universe. And you remember how I talk about my emails from the universe? Okay. Okay. And, and you're this, already awake when it comes I'm in. already awake. So it's okay. like, I go to check work emails from like, oh, I might as well get some work done. Uh, right. Can't miss notes from the universe. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, and by the way, my, my, my mentor says like, what's your goal on this? I was like, well, that's a great question. First and foremost, I, I just, I'm unhappy with right. what's gone on. Right. And I'm unhappy with the Communist Party of China. In the way that I believe they handled it. Mm-hmm. The United States hasn't operated perfectly, but what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did New York start the coronavirus and the rest of our country get screwed over because New York sucked? <laughs> right? No. Okay? No, right. So, but, so that's my main goal. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that it could be a bipartisan connectivity be against the old communist, you know, mm-hmm. enemies of the past, right? right. Okay. So anyway, here's what I... So, but I'm a little scared because I'm also doing the research about how much China can take you down yeah yeah. so i'm a little nervous all kinds of stuff right anyway so this is the email i get from the universe there comes a time Corey, in every life when the valiant choice is made to take a courageous stand for oneself in spite of consequences against those who have behaved irresponsibly and this is good Sometimes afterwards, it ultimately dawns on all, however, that what they might be most concerned with are their own responsibilities, and this is trebly good. Roll over Beethoven, hit me Amadeus, let's waltz Matilda, the universe. Now, the second two parts of that are not as scary. Okay, but, but the when, first part, there so comes specific. a time, Corey, in every life when the valiant choice <laughs> is made to t- take a courageous stand for oneself in spite of consequences against those who have behaved irresponsibly, and this is good. I got you that email that at 3 a.m. Oh after doing research on copyright law because the following <laughs> day I was about to send out to the world this YouTube video, Taylor Swift parody. Here it goes. We're not going to listen to the whole thing. Now, if you can, you can't, you can't read this, but it says this is not an attack on the Chinese people. It's a parody about the Communist Party of China and their handling of the coronavirus. We don't like your little games. 
don't like your BS stage, the <laughs> role that you have played in the world. No, I don't like you. Bye. Roll research on our dime. Why We're only going to go through. Did you have to lie first? We could have used more time and in the world no i don't like you but we'll get smarter <laughs> we'll go farther this is the last time economies will rise again they do it all the time covid 19 came from the red but it is colorblind check your temp once better check it twice oh ooh, this was more than just the flu yeah, yeah more, more than, than just the flu. All right, Dan, <laughs> run, run it down, so blend it out, do. blend it out. Highly recommend checking yeah, that out on our flu. website. You can Still find it on YouTube as well. Robert, you're instrumental in helping me feel like I wanted this to get out there. I, I, I imagine you love it. Do, do you do you love it, <laughs> Robert? You love it, right? Yes, you love you it, right? I, we listen. We love it, and this is how I know it's going to work. Because my wife and sister-in-law, who's quarantining with us, have been walking around the house singing it for a week. <laughs> so I will admit this, though. So this, I sent out my first tweet. So this, we're on Saturday, May tenth, right? Um, on Sunday, May third, I sent my first tweet. Mm. Okay, ever? Yeah. Pretty oh, much. Okay. My first tweet from Corey Paws. Would you believe that somebody has a Twitter handle, Something's Brewing, since 2010? What the hell? Oh, anyway, I got to buy that from them. Uh, so I sent out my first tweet on Sunday, and you know Robert's been far more you know involved with social media over the years, but it's still so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but I am so committed to getting this video to the masses uh -huh. because I think that it is... It says a great message, and for those of you that don't watch it, I'll tell you what happens at the end. So at the end, there's a second hook. The first hook is great about, ooh, this was more than just the flu. Yeah, more than just the flu. Well, the second hook that you sh won't go out of your brain is, we cannot trust Xi Jinping, but you can trust me. This will be the rebirth of American dreams. We cannot trust Xi Jinping. Okay, so just watch the video. But at the <laughs> end of our video, it talks about the things that you should be doing that you, you, we sort of forgot about during quarantine, about being with your families. And if you don't get the subliminal messages of the whole video, then I feel sorry for you. But <laughs> um, I genuinely believe, I know Robert does too, that this is like hits home on so many areas and we believe that everybody should see this video because at the end of the day if you can't agree that communist the communist party of china fuck this thing up first then <laughs> yeah. then we will never agree on anything right. in the united states right so if you can't like if we can't be americans first and protect our interests against a communist country government not right. the chinese people no right no okay communist government yes communist government sure. in china that doesn't have any freedoms compared to ours yeah no okay so if we can't agree on that then we're going to keep trying aren't we robert <laughs> <laughs> well that that and dan doesn't Corey love saying Xi Jinping? Yes. He just loves it. He loves, he it. loves saying Xi Jinping. Well, he just what, loves it. When, how often do you wake up with his voice in your head saying well, Xi Jinping? And you know what? It's not like oh. uh, it's not like <laughs> I worm. I know I haven't written any original songs ever. 
because I don't okay. know how to write music, but I have created some decent lyrics. And that is one of my favorite That's, lines I've ever created because be. the beat is like, it, and I had that song done, but that part wasn't feeling good. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. Xi Jinping spelled differently, but when you say it, it works perfect. Right. <laughs> yes. By the way, Robert, I, you, I don't know if you saw, I think you saw that second video. Dan and I had such a great time shooting that video that we did another one two nights later for my company, which was also has a great message to it, too. But all right. So, Robert, again, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, folks, make sure you check out the, the website and, and, and get those views up because I I need it to go viral. I want it to go viral because I think it's one hell of a message. So, Robert, in the fact that it is Mother's Day, I want to give you a, an opportunity to say some, a shout out to your to your mom. Um, hopefully, she can she can you know listen to the show. Um, so, give give her a shout out. I'll go, and then we'll be done. Perfect. Well, mom, I want to wish you the best Mother's Day ever. We've had uh, forty two of them now. And uh, we, I wouldn't be here without you. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring up my wife, because unfortunately, she always gets the short end of the stick. Her birthday's on Christmas Eve and our daughter's birthday's on Mother's Day. So my <laughs> wife, I love you to death. And I would rather spend no one else rather than you to spend this time. Uh, hey, amen to that. Same for myself. My my mother, who, you know, we both know each other's mothers. And my mother has got to be one of our most loyal listeners uh which probably the first subscriber <laughs> which if you can't have your mom right. listening then you're in big trouble but mom same thing from me you've done a did a fantastic job uh, i would i would argue you know robert both of our fathers worked extremely hard and might not have been around as much because they were working so hard so both of our mothers had to do a, an amazing job of raising yeah. us you know you got siblings too that are that are strong strong people but thank you mom thank you to my wife uh it's been amazing to watch you through quarantine as well because i would never want to be uh, a teach from home you know, it seems it's way too difficult. Uh, it's amazing that we are still married and getting along as well as we are, uh, because this has definitely been difficult. But happy Mother's Day to everyone out there that is a mother. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do. And with that, please continue to keep a positive attitude no matter what, because when you do, something's always brewing. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. For once in my life, I'm practically speechless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.